Hi, welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Uh, this is going to be a, a little quick one. It's called the uh, the Screeners episode. Uh, before we go into that, John was telling me about going going to the, the your uh, story. Yeah, I was just just telling Rob about how there's certain things about movies that we really don't remember, and those things can be dark, I'll say disturbing or whatever. But uh, you know, I was talking about the movie Dog Day Afternoon and how all we remember was because that's what the movie's about. It's about Al Pacino going to a bank and, and, and holding it up. And that's and I was like, that's about all I remember and, from Dog Day Afternoon. Remember Dog Day Afternoon, but I think it's it's either him or his lover, Al Pacino is trying to get money for a uh a sex change operation and and when I was, I was in film school and then you know we were talking about those things and he's like yeah people don't really realize and i'm like whoa i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember I, that I, and I that seemed that movie and that seemed to be would be a big topic you know of discussion Especially, during that time yeah like how did you get that approved how did right. you pitch that movie i'm bringing it up now it, Mays, uh, yeah. masterpiece but it's like i i had no from 75 how do you get away with that in 75 i let's see what they actually if they uh uh, mention it in the any i don't think they remember because it's not in (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of those things where you just sort of like throw it away i guess but it's really about because that's probably not the core yeah it that's the motivation it's not the story the motivation is i want my lover or whatever to have a sex change how are we going to do it right that's the motivation for the bank robbery, which is very, very bizarre. I yeah, I really need to see this film again. I guess I don't. And like in '75, I mean, like that there was some weird things that happened there. In, yeah, in '75, but um, and I say weird, I mean not to today's standards, but it's like back then, it's like, whoa, how do you get this? How do you get this thing greenlit? Yeah. I mean, they did I mean, take once a again, more. You had, you had names behind it, but it feels like it's like, can't he just rob a bank? <laughs> I mean, today it would definitely be, can, can he just rob a bank? Yeah. You know, um, can we make it about something else? Can it be darker? Yeah. <laughs> can you make it darker? <laughs> How about in the first minute he shoots everyone? No, he shoots a child or something, you know, and Come it's on. like, then we know he means business. And then we put up a thing 10 hours earlier. Because they seem to love to do that. Like, you do something terrible, but yeah. then it's like, no, we're going to justify it. Yeah. And hours earlier, it's like, well, right. I don't know if you can justify shooting that kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yeah, so. it's it, it blew my mind. Until today, today, I'm like, oh, right, yeah, it's, yeah, that that was it. That's, yeah. uh, that's going to be something interesting. All right. So it's screener season. Um, being in the Producers Guild, you get movies to vote on, which I vote, I think, in a week. They either send them to you. Now I've gotten a few digital, which is interesting. Uh, I got Sing digital, which uh-huh. was, although they don't make it easy. It's, you have to, I got two or three digital. One was Sing and the other one was Passengers, which I was really surprised for a high profile Chris Pratt movie. But it's like, it's through Sony and they give you a login to Media Silo to watch it. I'm like, this is just real. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, a little bizarre. So I didn't add that to my list of movies, but screeners basically so I can vote for the producers guild and that then people see that it's sort of like overwhelms and everything influences something else like the golden globes influences the Oscars and yeah. that stuff. So this year, um, 32 movies wow. was, was the hall, not counting digital. So, I mean, it's a probably In- not including, not digital. including digital. So it was like, uh, 
it was definitely Sing. It was definitely uh, Passengers. And I think there were two other ones, uh, like unnamed documentaries I hadn't heard of. So it was kind of, so there was high profile, just those two. So we're going to go through them really quick, bullet points, see if John's, which ones John's has watched, which ones I've watched, and just, and some I have still have no idea what they are. I wrote it down. So the first one I got was Zootopia. Yeah. Solid film. Like, I don't know. It was probably, it'll probably go down. I'll vote on that one. It's probably best animated. I, I think that Zootopia would have to be, I mean, God, it's beautiful. I mean, animation Best animated this year, not crazy. overall, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, totally. Yeah. Um, I thought that as beautiful, I'll just bring in another movie, as beautiful as that was, I thought that Moana, the animation in that, I, I've... Moana was great. Yeah. The, f- the feel of the simplicity of the story... There was something magical that I hadn't seen in a Disney film in a while. Yeah. And that sort of encapsulates. And then hair and sand, the, the, water. That was, was like, just sick. The water and the t- it's just, they were just showing off at certain points. Yeah, because it was that, at night, too. Yeah. It's like, so how hard can we to water boat rafting thing? Yeah. And a guy with really good hair? Done. Yeah. It's like, um, I remember when they couldn't do hair. Like, I remember the first time they really, um, well, actually, Pixar. They were actually uh, trying to work with hair in a in a way where it was sort of reactive to 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 not only light but to uh, to, to other hairs right. and, and everything was uh, in Monsters Inc. Oh with, yeah, 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 with the Sully character. Yeah, and how I think I was listening to like John Lasseter saying that they got some guys from like Spain or something who. <laughs> Like he's like every time we had something really hard, we just went to the Spaniards, and they figured out some sort of like equation As you do. to make sure you know. you know that's what you do. Yeah, the Spaniards exactly. they solve all your digital problems, and it was like he's like, and they did it, and and but if it hadn't been for them, we wouldn't know. It's like we go, we went to this thing knowing how to do maybe sixty percent of the movie, and forty percent we had no clue. We just had to figure it out, right. and that's what I think a lot of people don't. Who don't watch these videos? Yeah, a lot of people who don't understand, don't understand how much like this is writing programs. Yeah, for this stuff to even happen, and how much of it is math, and how much it you know has nothing to do with the sort of drawing the creative. It's like how do we get the computer to do what we want it to do? Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. The guy comes in, it's like, all right, my script. They're gonna sail on the water. Okay, we have a question. We can't do water yet. Yeah. Oh, but that's kind of the key point of my story. All right, well, we'll work on water. You yeah. Keep writing your story. And then they have to totally mathematically figure out how does water work. You know, it's not like the old animation days where it's like hand drawn. Oh, water. Yeah. Sketch, 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 sketch. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> it's like, how how does it work? But then we're Pixar, though. It's like, how does it work really well? So yeah. it's like. Not like, how does it work? How do we get away? Because then you can watch any of those sci fi B movies going, yeah. well, yeah, you made a creature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, on paper, you made that, but it's terrible. Right, exactly. So, like, there's a standard here that not only do you have to figure out how to do it, but you have to, like, sort of gain some years of, you know, R&D and sort of really get it to where you go, oh, I feel like I'm in this magical world now. Yeah, exactly. Um, But uh, that aside, Zootopia, though, thoroughly... Fur. Everyone has fur. Thoroughly a toy. Right, exactly. And fur, the fur was just... It was like the short fur, like like everyone says, like you want to reach out and touch, like touch these. People. Yeah, and it was that weird thing. It's like, so how many characters are there? A million. They all have different it's fur texture. Lot. It's a lot. Yeah, done. But now it's like literally they go, oh, apple fur. Okay, that one's done. What color? 
brownish done yeah. like that's not even their issue now now their biggest issue is like we had 18 characters all on the same screen that took us longer than the fur you're like oh, there's always going to be a new problem right you know uh next up i got captain america 3 also known as civil war that was the one with spider-man in it you see it i did yeah, i did see it yeah i mean again the captain america movies i don't know what they're doing but they seem to really do a solid job i mean it's just marvel like, knows the one marvel character where i'm thinking eh, like come, every time they come out with this captain america it's i sound like an old man every time they come out with this captain america yeah, yeah, yeah. um but every time <laughs> one of these captain america movies, it's so solid and so good and that was the least interesting character yeah, in right growing up for me like i mean because i had the hulk and spider-man all That's these shows saying, and stuff yeah. and it's like captain america's like meh, yeah meh, i don't care and it's like wow you're the best version of this captain yeah. america oh because uh, i went in there thinking well i did like captain america but this uh, you know captain america's gonna revert back to who he was when i was a a child eh, you know yeah. And turns out, wow, this thing is really enjoyable. And all the just trying to fit in all of the other characters, which to me is the biggest feat of like the Avengers. Yeah. Is like making sure that you give screen time to all these really monumental characters. Right. And have them interact with each other in a way where it's not only enjoyable, but that this is, you know, weird to say, but that I believe it. You know? Right. Well, I like the fact that Marvel, you have the big names, but they don't. I mean, people could probably say the stories aren't good, but like they don't sacrifice the story because you have to have, all right, we need to have at least 50%, you know, Robert Downey Jr. time. We need at least 40% of Mark Ruffalo time, even though he's right. not in this one. But like, granted, it was an introduction. Spider Man's in it 10 minutes, not even that. I mean, screen time probably not, yeah. but that scene's 10 minutes. Ant Man's in it. They got Paul Rudd back to do Ant Man, and he's in it that one 10 minute scene. It was just the fact that like, we have all these major actors, but we're going to use them. We only need them in the story for one thing, but because it helps us connect. And I think that's what makes them work. Like, you don't feel like you have to have, look, we did get Paul Rudd. We should give him a bigger part. No, Paul Rudd shows up. They have a fight. Paul Rudd leaves. That's all you need him for. And I was like, oh, these, these people are pretty smart. And these actors, well, once again, you sign a Marvel contract, you're just sort of, you're locked. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they, they, that's true, too. Paul Rudd's like, so when's the next one? Oh, you don't stop. You don't ever stop. Uh -uh. Oh, I thought I got a break between movies. That's you're, right, because it's not just your movie. There's a break between your movies. Right, right. But in between, you're going to be working on 12 other films. That's so. true. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like, it keeps going. You know, when he, they hear announcements, like, hey, we're working on Thor 3. Paul Rudd's like, crap, am I in that one? You know, <laughs> do I have to? Do? No, you're not in that one. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it wouldn't be bad like Paul Rudd is a working actor and he huh. does a lot of work. So to bring him in for a small scene is fine because it's like, oh, you only have to be here three days right. or whatever. But you're not Paul Rudd, the rom-com dude. Right. You're Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. So yeah. there's a suit involved. There's mm -hmm. all this other sort of CG things going on. So what ends up in this in the movie that may be five minutes or whatever Actually, is going to take you know a while to shoot. Yeah, it probably took two months to book his three days of shooting right, because exactly. the rest of it was just all CG. So they just needed him there three yeah, yeah. days or whatever. But I, I don't know. They, the Marvel knows what they're making. They just make a solid movie. They do really well. I'll, I'll watch all of them. Uh, got a movie which I have not seen yet, but everyone loved Jungle Book. Really, really enjoyed Jungle Book. Really? Yeah. I. Uh, um, you said you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I have it, obviously, because I'm reading my screener uh, list. 
I, I, I enjoy Jungle Book. Um, solidly done. I'll, I'll go off on uh, Favreau. Um, I was, a, you know, I'm not a big actor director guy, and I, I kind of wanted to hate Favreau, the director, because a lot of people are just, you know, oh, I'll dabble in directing. Yeah. But he is, uh, he, he took a leap with his, I mean, he went from, you know, small movies to like big movies. You know, granted, he did Iron Man, but it's like. But before that, though, was that Zathura? Zathura. And that was like, I didn't see it. It's actually really good. That was one I just didn't care about. And then we decided to watch it. It might have been on Netflix or something. And it's like, wow, this is a really good movie. It was pretty solid for a dude. I mean, to jump in for a film that's all visual effects. Right. It's pretty big for, like, you know, actor, like, guy that's like, oh, he's dabbling. Yeah, but you know he took it head on. No, and he he well from his subsequent work, I can I, I'm not surprised yes. that it's good. It's just he really it's like Affleck too. Like he really knows how to make a movie. And this having done a show with oh yeah animals, dangerous animals, um, CG animals. I know what work went into this. This was like that times like three hundred right. God, I mean, there was just some stuff in there. I was like, it just, my jaw dropped because of what he was able to do. And so imagine a live action version of the Jungle Book. And it's like, that's what it is. Really difficult to pull off. Right. But if you pull it off, it's really enjoyable. And I, and I thought it was. Yeah, well, we'll have to watch. I, I think what it is, it's like, I, I've heard nothing but rave reviews, but it's like, and once again, come with anything with remakes. I've seen it. It just seems like such a weird thing. It's like, we're going to remake a movie. But most of it's going to be animated anyways, but CG animated, so it'll look real. It's like, all right, all right, what does that get me? But I get, like, a Snow White remake or based on the animated thing because it's, you know, a story. It's like, all right, and I get it. Jungle Book's a story as well, but it, you're just switching animation out for me. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be really good, but it's like, we're going to take this hand-drawn one that you love and just make it CG. It's sort of like the Beauty and the Beast, which seems weird. It's just going it, to... It's just that telling the exact same story that yeah. you saw... But with new technique. It's like, right. oh, look, what, look, the candlestick's walking now. I guess. Saw the candlestick walking in right. the animated movie. I was okay with that. Uh, no, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I'm, I think that live action does lend a certain artistry to uh, the story that you might not be able to get in sort of uh, hand-drawn 2D animation. No, I, and I, I get it's going to look but, superb and... But I I do see what you're saying by the fact that, you know, it's like, okay, it's basically the same thing, but with live action characters. The Jungle Book is not really the same, necessarily all the the same as the animated thing. Okay. It's not. And and they they do things that, you know, I think lends itself to to more of a live action sort of film. So I think for that reason, you know, it's not like you're just going to see a... uh, frame by frame replica. yeah beauty and the beast may be and it may have to be because i mean it's the only animated film they got nominated for best picture yeah oscar i think since we can go to up to 10 now i'm sure yeah. there's probably been one but back then that was a big deal so and it's such a film where you're like and there's been a musical on broadway yeah. it's such a film where you go i don't know if you really change it yeah you know i'm sure they're gonna add something here or there but basically that cup and saucer that talks is going to be a voiced by you know a different actor now mm-hmm. but 
is a cup and saucer that talks in this movie. And the beast is going to look the same. And then yeah. it's, but, so it's not going to. It almost seems like you could use the same voices. Like, do we still have those raw tracks? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> actually, it would be interesting, actually. I mean, you could use Angela Lansbury's voice. Why not? I think you it's should, actually. Digital. Like, why not? Why not I'm Disney, hold on, I'm getting Disney yeah. on the phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's me dialing Disney. Emma, uh, uh, I know you, we appreciate you cutting those tracks, but uh, <laughs> we're going to throw it back to Angela. Hell or High Water? I've heard nothing but uh, actually really, really good things. It's about. fantastic. Surprisingly fantastic. One of my coworkers' um, wife, his uh, wife's company, sort of did that movie, and so oh. she did the press for it, and uh, it's heard it was fantastic. It's, it's all character and acting. You just watch it, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's a character piece with great actors. I got to see it. Yeah, it's it's it. really good. Touched with Fire. Huh. I don't know what that is. What is I was about to ask, what is that? I don't know what Touch With... Wait, do I have it? Uh, Well, I should have all my screeners. Oh, here we go. Touch With with Fire. Touched Um, With Fire. I don't know. Katie Holmes is in it. Griffin Dunn. Uh Uh-huh. Touch With Fire. Are there two poets with bipolar disorder whose art is fueled by their emotional extremes? Uh, They meet in a treatment facility. Their chemistry is instant and intense, driving each other's mania into new heights. And more and more. So, wow. there you go. Touched with fire. All right. I get a lot of movies like that where I'm like, I have no idea. Okay. All right. So, it's not the only one. Uh, Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. I saw most of it because I was not because of the movie, but I was just tired on the plane. Oh, okay. Because now you could see right, everything. New. Almost every yeah. movie on the plane now. You don't. You're not subjugated to just one. Yeah. Movie for everyone. It's very good though. The animation. Charming. Sweet. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that just a solid film. Then Kubo, which we uh, we have talked about, Finding Dory. Uh, Finding Dory. Um, it was good. I just didn't care probably as much as my wife liked it a little more than I did. Okay. I thought it was good. So it, it's Pixar. It's like, hey, look at you guys. You made it, but I didn't feel like there was anything new. There was nothing. I didn't care. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of with you. I guess huh, I wouldn't. Th- very excited about it just because for me finding nemo is the best pixar movie that they've done by far and as a complete story it is the most complete story like if you watch that and how you feel from beginning to end it takes you everywhere you need to go Mm -hmm. So Finding Dory, I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Finding Nemo, but I was expecting something like that. And I got. I didn't get that. Yeah. Again, you're right. Good. It was good. Animation's always going to be sick. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't. It was like, all right, all right, you made a film. Thanks. You know, and I was like, hey, where are the the characters that we saw in the fish tank? Where are they? And then they're at the very end. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they brought them back then, but. I felt like it was more of a callback movie. Like it yeah. felt like they w- they relied more on references than an original story. Yeah. But I mean, it was such a okay character, anyways, that they felt like they probably had to do something with. But yeah, I, whatever. Right. Queen of Katwa. I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I want to see. Have you seen it? It's good. It's yeah. really really good. We actually went to a screening of it, and I think someone was there. Solid. Really good. Mm-hmm. Just touching story true life story and it's just like wow amazing if anyone just watch the trailer it's a disney film so it feels very disney mm-hmm. but darker there we go oh, okay. it's actually a darker film it's a true life story i don't know it's 
kind of depressing feels like like an uh, 70s film which it's hard to explain it's um i don't know it's just all about the story it, it that's it there's no spectacular there's nothing spectacular about it in the sense of like the look mm-hmm. right? it's just a movie shot it's a here's a true story but then it's all about the acting and the nuances and stuff and you're just like wow this is really really good it's it's mostly for acting watch it for the acting great story i guess any of those true life stories you don't know are fun so you're just like oh my god this is great right girl that plays chess in the middle of africa and and they're just living in huts and you feel bad about yourself and they're paying rent on a dirt hut and you're just like oh i just don't want to feel bad i hate you disney and at the end you're really happy but yet she's still living in the dirt and you're just like no (laughs) not really but it's just sort of that feel a girl on the train based on a book have you uh have you i've saw it saw it or, or re- and or Ange read the book read it. Uh, my wife read it and saw the movie and i only saw the movie okay she uh, with most people thought the book, book was, was better. better yeah um yeah. thought they did a good job but didn't feel the casting was right okay so that's all i know i don't since i didn't read it uh, i thought the casting was okay and emily blunt's good mm-hmm. everyone's good it was good man Stop for free. I mean, this is what's hard to complain about anything. It's like, yeah. not only did I get it sent to my house, I got to see it for free. Did you, would you say, if you were still, in the, I don't know if still in the theaters, would you say you can run out and see it or? No. Wait, it's a great Netflix. Like, you'll watch it going, wow, this is a solid film. But no, I don't think it's a theater film. It was good. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Oh, no. okay. It's, if it's on Netflix, it Cafe Society, which I believe is Woody Allen, I haven't yeah. watched yet. But, Not seen it. Yeah. He seems to make one every month, so I'm like, I gotta pick and choose. Yeah, it's like, which one am I gonna see? Is yeah. this the good one? Because every other one's good with him. So is this the good one, or right. is that last one was a good one? Sully? I haven't seen, excuse me, I haven't seen Sully. I don't know why, but it seems like, it's not me, but other people seem to think that that's the movie for the elderly. But no, I don't uh, want to see it, now. But it's not, I don't think so, just because he's not, you know. Because uh, the star's older and has, <laughs> like... Like Tom Hanks is like fifty five or something, has white hair, and it's yeah. like it doesn't really make him geriatric. So <laughs> you saw it? I, I saw it, and I would definitely say it's a it's really solid, okay. not for old people. It's Clint Eastwood is really good at delivering a movie. There's nothing technical about I, it. I love Clint Eastwood. The visual effects are really good because yeah. it is you do relive. I, I was the only thing that is a little annoying. You do relive this plane crash about eighteen times in the movie, like the real one dreamed versions and scenarios over and uh, it get, you get to the point where you're like i get it yeah <laughs> people survived i'm let's move on and then there's a little more about uh the hearings he had to go through because you know everything has to it's like the due diligence and stuff it once again if you watch on netflix you're gonna love it it's like tom once again tom hanks brings a great performance and i really do i do like clint eastwood as a director but there are things where it's like he doesn't do anything new and not that everyone has to do something new. It's not like I have to see what does Spielberg bring into this film. But he he makes serviceable films. And I know that sounds like a slight, but it's not. Yeah. He he delivers you a movie. Here's here's the story of Sully. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna impress you with anything super technical. The, granted, like I said, the visual effects were good, but that was I want a plane. Okay. And they built a plane and Well, he's known for like, you know, uh sort of writing having a script. And sort of shooting the script, and I think uh, I think it was Paul Haggis was like, "So what do you think?" Uh, I thought it was good. And He's like, uh, "All right, well, you know, if you need like another draft, I can do it." And he said, "No, no, it's just, this. This is good." So like, okay, if you need me on set, you know, I could change some lines or whatever. No, why? Why? No, I don't want you to change your word. We, it's the script. written down. I'm going to shoot this. 
and he shoots you know one or two takes that's it you know and and, and there's something charming because I, I went to there was a Q&A when we saw it and they said no it was just like he works they call it French hours or something they don't do a meal or something I forgot what it is it's really? one of those things where they shoot like French six, hours or some there's a term but it's like they only shoot like six hours a day or something like that. That's all he wants to do because he has he has shit he has to do. And it's I love like, this. I love that. And it's like you have to come prepared. But once again, dialogue's not tricky or anything. But and they were saying too, like he was moving forward. They wanted Tom Hanks, but there was someone else. That person looked like they were falling out. And mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, I don't know. I'm, I want to take a little time. I keep doing these true life stories. I'm not really. Then I guess it was like I don't. It, it seemed like they were saying it was just days before shooting, and then he called Tom up and is like. Uh, so do you think you want to do it or not? It's like, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll do it. They had a good conversation. And it, they started like three days later. Like It was one what? of those things like he, like Clint Eastwood was going to start filming his movie <clears throat> with or without the, the the main lead who would have been Sully. It was almost like, I have a schedule. All right. Great. So, he, so he didn't have a main, the Sully, he didn't have a. Nine. He didn't have it like, he, they had someone. Okay. But it looked like they were going to, like it wasn't going to work out. But he was like, well, I'm shooting. I shoot Monday with or without a cast. <laughs> He's just rolling cam. Good, perfect, next. <laughs> Only Clint Eastwood, I shoot with or without a cast. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. Do we put him in later? They yeah. did it in Star Wars. Whatever he wants to do. Uh, Arrival. Yes, I did see it. I loved it. Thinking Man space movie. I, uh, <laughs> it was definitely the Thinking Man space movie. I, 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 didn't, I didn't love it, but I really... I really liked it. I, I liked the way, which is the hard thing to do, is the way they handled the aliens. Yes. Um, I was just watching uh, Spielberg talk about uh, Close Encounters mm-hmm. the other day. That's all I've been doing is just watching other people talk about movies. Um, and he said, you know, when we go up in the spaceship, actually go up into it. You know, he didn't want to do that mm-hmm. because... Um, no, I'm talking about another movie. Yeah, but he didn't he didn't want to do that because he felt like that was and this is the way I felt like literally when I was watching the movie. Like he didn't want to go into the spaceship because he felt like that was something that belonged to the audience. It's his wow. imagination. Right. Once you start showing that, then it sort of brings up these sort of questions. You sort of like you can't render out everyone's imagination, so it's right. better if that's left to their own imagination. Right. And the studio wanted it. He wanted to shoot some scenes that they wouldn't give him money for. Okay. And so he's like, okay, if I shoot that, would you give me money for this other stuff? And they're like, yes. He said, okay, well, you can have your whatever. We can do that. Arrival, going up into that thing, I was like, oh, what it, this could be. This yeah. could go south. But I thought they did a really, really good job. You never saw them. They didn't look like aliens you've seen. Right. before and that's scary without being scary because you don't know what they look like and that i think played really well like by not seeing them yeah ever you didn't know like you couldn't put a size to them or like a face so you're like what are these things you know what what are they trying to do and right right i don't know i thought the performances were i mean i didn't expect that movie i think we went to see it and went okay oh i did not expect that and the way they played with the time i thought was really yeah. interesting once you figured out what everything was going on you're like ah i get it now it's really- yeah no i thought it was very very unique and very uh just sort of way they communicated was like where it needed to be because it's it can't be like, hey we come in peace you know it has to be and, and the fact that like no one's tackled that before like the idea of like we can't talk to them yeah you know how do we communicate you know they, they sort of did that like on the abyss but then it was just sort of they understood each other for the basic right. things where this was like, hi, what's that? You know, like 
You know, like, <laughs> it, like they don't even talk, you know. So that was I like that a lot. Um, yeah, Florence Foster Jenkins didn't see it. Meryl Streep. Mary Meryl Streep, another Oscar nomination, another Golden. You know, it good. It's a fun, true story. That Simon Helberg from Big Bang's in it. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant's really good. Kind of a sad, true story. But once again, this is if you have it on Netflix, watch it. It's a solid film. And Meryl Streep's always. It's like you watch her. It's like I hate you. You're just always. She's good. my favorite actress. It's for, like yeah, definitely. She, even though you know it's her, you know it's not her. Like, which is so hard. Like, where Hugh Grant's like, huh, Hugh Grant is yeah. next to Florence. It's like, you see Meryl, and you're like, man, Meryl's really good. Then you forget it's Meryl. Yeah. Hugh Grant, you're like, man, I really like Hugh Grant. I'd watch more Hugh Grant films. And the whole time, you're like, Hugh Grant's really good in this. Hugh, Hugh. You know, <laughs> that's all you're doing. She falls into roles, for sure. One of my favorite films, Lion. I, I wanted to see. I haven't seen it. So Lion you recommend really good. It. Yes. Okay. Sad, true. A lot of true stories this year. That's true. What? Uh, it, it, for some reason, there's a lot that are based. Uh, true story. Uh, Dev Patel is fantastic. This little kid they got that uh, we went to a screening with a Q and A, and the little kid was there, doesn't speak any English, and he's about three feet tall. He's so yeah. little, and you're just like, oh my god, you're so tiny. Carried, I would say, fifty percent of that movie. Cause no way. It's his little story as being young, and then he's older as Dev Patel. I would, maybe it's 40-60 is probably what it is. But he holds 40% of this film, wow. this little kid. Wow. And you're just like, spellbind. You're like, done. I'm in. See the theater if you can, but you could see it at home. It's just as good as home. Uh, Patterson. Jim Jarmish. Okay. I've seen the trailer maybe three times because with a Jim Jarmish movie, you have to sort of like watch it a few times just to mm-hmm. sort of get all the... This is probably his most cohesive work. Like, there's a beginning, middle, and an end. Okay. Like, but there's just nothing happens. Like, it's a very much a mumblecore film. Kylo Ren. Kylo, okay. I was about to say, is this the follow-up to... Uh... Yeah, this is Kylo Ren origin story. He's a poet and a bus driver. He writes poetry, drives a bus. Yeah. It, it's That's five it. days, so it starts off Monday. And I was like, all right, I know how this movie's going to play out. <laughs> it's like, he writes a little poetry, drives the bus, writes a little poetry, goes home to his wife, goes to the bar. Walks the dog. Tuesday, write some poetry. I mean, it's the same thing every day with just little tweaks. Okay. It's very much a gym film. Like, you watch it, you're like, yep. Okay. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm getting. But not good or bad, but I would definitely right, right. say it's, I don't know, not the most watchable. Like, if you don't if you don't know who he is and you look him up and you see what he's done, mm-hmm. this is probably the most relatable film. Like, you could put this in someone's hands. And then show them maybe the other stuff if you want to like school them on what Jim does. But this is a very cohesive film. Right. Like in the middle and end, it's like, oh, you decided to do a structure. So if you get it, if you're in the guild and you get it for free, watch it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Loving, mm-hmm. a true story, a Joel Edgerton and someone's name I can't pronounce. She's really, but it was weird. It takes place. It's a true story of a interracial couple that get married. Mm-hmm. Starring an Australian, and I think she's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is now. Um, I've wanted to see it, so how... Uh... That's good. Nick Kroll, small part, but solid. Oh, this solid. is what Nick was doing when, yeah, that movie he was doing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's okay. I hate to say it. It's like, it's okay. Like, performances are good. I don't know if Joel Edgerton was the right person. I don't know the real person. I didn't see anything. Well, I know that from seeing watching a story on the real people... Mm-hmm. I know Joel looks like the guy. Maybe that's... And maybe that's all it is. It's just sort of like, 
I guess you never felt why they fought so hard. You knew they loved each other, but you never understood why they were fighting. You understood why they were fighting because of the times. I don't know. You just never felt their connect. Maybe they weren't cast right together or something, but it's good. Like, it's all right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, that, that's one where I always call it the screener movie. Ah, screener movie. Yeah. <laughs> they made this so I would have it at my house and vote on it. There it is. This is why you made this. And once again, it was a passion project for someone, which I feel bad. But it was like, it's an award film. That's all it is. It's an award film. I wish it was as good as, let's see, I can jump a few. Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures is phenomenal. Yeah, I really enjoyed Hidden Figures. It's our top right now, even my wife and I agree, are... Hidden figures, lion, fences. Yeah, are basically our. There's two, a couple, not not in, not any really on my list. A few others that we saw that were, I like Zootopia was great, right. Moana was great, but those are the three that we agree on. I like. I would probably even put Arrival at like a a five because I didn't expect it. Yeah, not that it, it was just more of I didn't know what this movie was. No, I didn't. Be. I didn't know either. But uh, hidden figures. Hidden figures was great. And my. My mother, when I was with family, my mother said that uh, I guess she's my great aunt or whatever. Okay. Her aunt was uh, one of the uh, computers at oh at NASA back wow. in the day. She was okay. one of those ladies, and apparently they talked to her in doing research. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of the math, you know, one of yeah. those one of those ladies, and you know, just sort of knowing that, you know, it's like wow, this is this is crazy, and apparently. Didn't do this in the movie, but apparently her aunt used to always call it NASA. Oh. Or called it NASA. Oh. Um, like that was the abbreviation? So yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm always going to... But she was like, NASA. I mean, that's what I guess the other girls called it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was in the town that I went to uh, college in, and a lot of my family is okay. in there. And so, yeah, she was one of those ladies. And But the movie... It's I just a just great like, movie. This is just great. You know, the acting, the... Costner is like perfectly cast. So good. Yeah. Perfectly cast. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's one of the reasons why it's number one again at the box office. It's, it's, it was the one that knocked Rogue One off. Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, it was bound to happen with right. anything, but it's like the fact that it hit two weeks in a row at number one. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a great movie. And then the base, that fact that's based on a true story makes it even crazier. Yeah. Like, if you took that away and that wasn't a true story, still a great film. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then it's like one of those things, like, how did I not, like, even uh, we did a couple, I've been to two, not, I saw the movie once, two Q&As, though, because I was an overall one. And people were like, uh, Pharrell Williams is a producer, and then uh, he was at both the events I went to. He was like, I grew up, I, I had no idea. And then everyone on the panel, of course, none of the actresses were there, which was even funny, because Kevin Costner was at one of them, and he's like... We're talking way a lot, and we're not even really in the film much. He was like, I had no idea. Story I didn't know. And it's like, it's crazy when you think of how many movies are made every year. How has this not already been made? Yeah. Like, even a bad version. Right. Oh, there was that Lifetime You're right. crap exactly. version. It's like, how was this not already made? And everyone in it, solid. Yeah. Just like, it was, you handpick, like, everyone perfectly. Like, yeah. I don't even know how you do that. No, it was just, yeah, it was just like one of those things where, okay, this cast was definitely combed over, and mm-hmm. they really knew who they wanted to get and you know they just really in their roles they just really did really well i mean janelle monet i mean it's like wow she's like perfect she is she's in another film coming up uh she was great in that too like she's didn't think about it she's just really good yeah i think what it is it's like 
I don't know, there was just something of like it, it was funny because I was talking to my wife and I was like, as bad as they made it seem, how some of the stuff they went through, you know, it was a hundred times worse. Oh yeah. But they, but that wasn't what the movie was about. But maybe I mean, working at NASA, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was probably a little different. Like when you're in that environment, it was probably like more side glances and comments but like they're just real life stuff i was like but it was a hundred times worse for them yeah you didn't have to show that to make the movie any better but yeah no that was um that's one of our tops we were really surprised um i I was actually surprised too i was like hey i'll go see it because my aunt you know (laughs) and then i was like wow this like the whole time i was like man this is really solid we went because my wife loves kevin costner but based on a random film fandango so we might, I might actually bring her on to t- just talk about her love of Fandango. So he was there at the Q&A. Mm-hmm. So we would have probably saw it anyways for free. But it's like, oh, my God, he's doing the Q&A. Let's go see it because you want to, you know, listen to him. And then we saw the movie and went, oh, my God, I'm glad he was here because it made me see this film. Yeah. Which I'm, I would have saw it, though. I mean, had it come to my house, I would have went, all right, watching Hidden Figures, everyone. But it was, I'm so happy I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And, so. and to like Kevin Costner and to see him in that role, you must be like, she must have been like, Oh my god, he's so good. I mean, and it's like the best he's done in yeah, a couple of years. Like so good. And the fact that I like the fact he's just like, what? I just took the role. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, he's very much a lead. Yeah. And but no one's talking about his performance, which is irritating. Yeah. I get it. The three women are fantastic, but he brings it. And I also thought the Sheldon kid from Big Bang was really. Oh, he was good, good too. I he had a hard time with the role at first, but uh, I, which I would assume I that like, it's got to be hard. Like yeah. it's like, hey, we, we're, you're gonna play this character, but you're gonna be really berate some people. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make more money on the one week than I did in this whole film. Absolutely. Um, Hacksaw Ridge. It's great. Okay. Uh, just my, my old boss's movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. He used to work with the racist uh, Mel Gibson. No, I'm kind of... I have none of that experience with him. I have nothing but great experiences with with myself, with our AD. I mean, I just... That obviously is in him, but, like, he's a really... I have to say what I've experienced, and he's a really, really nice guy. No, and that's the thing. My wife and I talked about it after we watched the film, which we both... It was so much better... Not that I thought, it's just like, I thought it was going to be just this war film with that morality piece. But the way he crafted the story mm-hmm. isn't, it's about both, but neither folk. Like, it's a very, like he told, he's a great director. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's people forget. Like, he's a stupid actor-director guy. Once no, again, he, our, that whole thing is about actor-directors. Yeah. No, he, he definitely is. Uh, and we had talked about it the next day, because we watched it, and it was one of those films where you talk about the next day. And isn't it crazy that, like... People still talk about, and once again, not giving him a pass. What he said was really bad, but he cleaned his life up. But it wasn't like he murdered anyone. Like, this was his life. Like, there are people that, like, that Brock Turner asshole that, like, raped an unconscious woman who's out. Yeah. Like, has already gotten a pass. We didn't, like, give him more shit for Mel Gibson for, once again, not like, hey, one bad night is a thing. I think he paid his dues on being a terrible person. Not, not that he was ever, t- I don't know him. I'm yeah. just saying, like, he had bad moments. So it's like, remember, it's like, we love Robert Downey Jr. And that guy was on drugs, sleeping in other people's houses. And all of a sudden it's like, but we love Iron we Man. Forget, we forgot. About the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's like, you think of like, if you went back and you just hear like what he said, it's like, yes, well, it was terrible, but it could have been much worse. Yeah. We've heard worse from the guy that is now our president. Much and, worse, right? And this guy. And apparently there's worse out there. So it's him, like, so. when does he get a, when does he become okay? Is it? I'm hoping it's this film because it's gotten buzz. Like, I mean, they still have to advertise. Like, if you watch the trailer, 
And he like you, they never mention his name because I we, I was trying to remember. We went to the movies, which we haven't done in a while, like legit theater. Hacksaw Ridge comes up, old couple next to us, and comes out, and all the things like Mel Gibson directed that. Like it was only because he saw his name. Right. Didn't, it wasn't like he was like that asshole or anything. It was just like, oh, that's a Mel Gibson film. Like this person had heard about it and probably saw an online trailer, never looked at it, and was in the theater going, oh, I had no idea Mel Gibson. The fact that you have to keep his name off it. Still like, well, we're not yeah. sure. And it's like, look, I don't know him personally. He did some, he, I feel like he's redeemed himself. Probably redeemed himself when he made the movie The Beaver. But <laughs> we'll let that, I mean, that one is. But if you're going to do that, yeah. Then, yeah, it's one of those, you know. All right. But it, it is weird that people still feel him as like, it's that thing of like you, like you're saying with Dog Day Afternoon we talked about. It's like, you remember that one moment, but then you realize, Wait, it's not about that? It's like you remember this moment of him getting pulled. Oh, my God. Then when you probably go back and review it, it's like, yeah, I remember it being really big. I right. remember this being the pro- – no, no. It's like, actually, it's just about the transvestite. Oh, I had no idea. Right. You know, I so- know. It's, it's crazy. Um, Yeah, Mel, uh, you know, he, he said some things that I think that people will never right. uh, forgive. But I, I can only speak from what he – my experiences with him. Which were n- not even just nice, but like almost like go out of your way nice, mm-hmm. and 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 it, it was genuine because in all these instances he didn't have to do it because right. he was a huge star, still is, but he was a huge star, and he could have easily just brushed people off, but he would stick around and 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 was really into the work, and mm-hmm. I think that's probably why he's a good director because he's like he's gonna always be there, he's gonna always be very 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 energetic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he's so much energy. Um, like all the time. Like even I've seen him at midnight, just like crazed. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw things in him that I was like, wow, this this guy is this guy is great. You right. Know? Um, and all that stuff. You know, it roots from something else. All that other stuff. Uh, I think at his heart, yeah. you know, uh, from what I've seen, he's a good guy. You know, he's done some bad things. That I mean, I don't know. So. All right. Yeah, but it wasn't a lifetime of bad to, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, we can talk about Roman Polanski that people seem to like just already pass on that. And it's there like Mel's thing is he's done his time sort of thing. Yeah. And I feel like because I, I was there with a Q&A with him and he doesn't really look at the crowd very mm-hmm. much because people did applaud because people know the film is really good. And but he felt uneasy in front of maybe that's just his personality. Like he was uneasy in front of the crowd, but he talked about the film so passionately. And it was just kind of like I feel like he still feels that everyone doesn't like him or something. Oh, they're judging me. Which could be, I imagine, because people probably... Well, yeah, well, even... It's not about Mel Gibson, but, yeah. like, even after Passion of the Crisis, which is when I worked with him, you know, I, I told him... I told him something about the film that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And it was as it, it was as a film student. I was like, yeah. I thought that this move and this moment was really, really cool and, like, conveyed what you wanted to convey and his response was wow he's like it's really it's really nice to hear some positive shit you know yeah. uh for a change and um you know and then i like had met him before mm-hmm. and then thinking he's this big star who just doesn't care about anybody i said well you know my friend and i you know who's sitting next to me my fellow pa i was just a production assistant at the time so we're pas on the show and he turns to me with these like ice blue eyes. He goes, "I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are." And he goes, "Like I'm not here. I'm not here. You know, I'm just like you guys. I'm just 
to come in. He would come into the office just wow. like like he rode out of bed. He wasn't <laughs> like the polished Mel Gibson yeah. that we know, and because he was at work, yeah. the backpack and everything, and some sandals. I was like, <laughs> he would walk by. He was like, was that Mel? Was that Mel Gibson? Um, and he was like, hi guys. You know, he said hi. I mean, you, you and I have worked with people yeah, who yeah. are not even yeah. a tenth of the star, yeah. and who would just not acknowledge you at all, just talking through you not right. even at, not even at you what's lunch yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so um he was not that guy when i worked with him right i do recognize he's done some bad said some really horrible right. things um but i can i'm just speaking from when i worked with him not all right him. the mel gibson cast uh nocturnal animals uh you're gonna have to have you have, did it? you see it i saw it you, you have to it? this seems like another uh what was that movie that you something about the baby Oh, right. nasty baby! Nasty, is this one of those? I'm trying to think of nocturnal animals. Uh, in my th- mind. No, it's Tom Ford uh, directed. He no, did. No, uh, then, then it's not the movie I'm. Thinking. Okay, he did a single man with Colin Firth. I, I loved a single man. I saw Q and A with, oh, okay. with Tom Ford and a single man. Tom Ford's generally a nice guy and funny, charismatic, really, really. <laughs> and and well dressed, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But 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 uh, uh, a single man. God, why am I blanking on the? Uh, Colin Firth yeah. in that role I, I, God, I was blown away yeah that was uh, so because I love that film Nocturnal Animals slightly disappointing okay only because I thought overall a single man was great oh yeah this it. movie it's a hard watch it gets violent it gets dark it's but it looks great Tom Ford once again is irritated I'm a fashion designer I maybe yeah. make a movie I'm gonna write and direct something you asshole like yeah yeah. Oh, I wrote and directed a great film. Well, I don't hate him for that, but it's just the fact that, like, the fashion. I want to dabble in this. Oh, I know it's really yeah, and he's good. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's good. weird too, like, for someone to be. I mean, obviously, he knows how things are supposed to look good. He's aesthetically right. like, being a fashion designer. Watch it. Just sort of be at home. Watch it. Soak it in editing. That's the only film you'll notice editing, but not in the bad way. Because exactly. they always say if you notice editing, it's bad. Right. It's just the way they're telling three stories, and the way they go to each story is really well done. So, you know that fences. Maybe we'll yeah. talk about fences on another one. Did you saw it finally? I did see. Okay. It. Yeah. Brief. Uh, well, we'll just go that. We'll go back to fences. Moana we talked about is great. Yeah. Jackie, I'm indifferent. I don't know. It's yeah. the, uh, Katie Holmes. No, uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. It seems like it's a uh, a sort of an Aronofsky-esque version of. Yeah. That story? Yeah, I don't know. We'll watch it. La La Land, this year's uh, Southland Tales. 20th Century Women, really good. Uh, Mike Mills directed uh, Moonlight. I feel like we could talk more about Moonlight. Have you I, seen Moonlight I yet? Want, that's my next one that I want to see. All right. We'll talk We'll talk about Moonlight on another one. We'll just sort of like sub into Moonlight. I, I'm All curious. Right. Edge of 17, teen film. I think I talked about it briefly. Woody Harrelson, Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. The best team like movie yeah. in a couple of years. All right. Fences. We'll go. Screeners is almost as long as a normal pie. We'll go really quick. You saw, which I was curious. You've seen both plays, right? You saw it with um, James Earl Jones and you've seen The Denzel? I haven't seen it with James Earl oh, Jones. Okay. But I, I did work on the play behind the scenes in mm-hmm. college. And then I saw Fences with Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett. Okay. Uh, in Pasadena here, uh, and I've read the play numerous okay. times. So, and you probably watch. I mean, I think the James Earl Jones ones on, like, isn't it on? Well, there are uh, clips. I've yeah. seen clips okay. of him. Yeah, um, uh, and I've there's clips of Denzel too that I've seen. Um, 
What'd you think? Uh, I liked Fences. I mean, it's just fucking. I think the star of the movie is uh, is August Wilson. I mean, listening to that dialogue and then listening to other movies, the dialogue it's just so rich. It's just yeah. it's it's got like a lot of texture. I mean, that's him. He's a poet, right? I thought that Viola Davis was fantastic, and it was a surprise to me because from the clips I saw from the play, I was like, I don't know if she's right for this character. And maybe it was just like the disembodied way that I right. viewed it, but her performance in this one was just like I, I, flawless. I mean, I, I just when she deli- when she tells him, you know that that famous line of you know. This will not be a motherless child, but you're now a womanless man. It's like oh, the 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 audience was like, oh, because they didn't like, know the, the, the story. That was a line like, uh, and once again, I go, I went into it blind. I yeah. went into it just, I knew it existed in yeah. the world. Didn't read, I barely know anything about anything. I just know bits and pieces. And just, you were right, rich writing. Like when she said, like you can even feel it because half the crowd we saw it with was in the know. Like, they already knew the line was coming. Yeah. She said it, and it was just like everyone just sort of sank. Like, yeah. you could feel everyone just go, oh, I, I knew it was coming. Like, right. it's that moment when he's like, I knew that was happening. Why does it still affect me? You know? I know. Um, she was so good. I mean, well, and Denzel's the show. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he is. I mean, we talked about it, and he said, well, for the first hour, he's just monologuing. And that's basically August Wilson. There's some in all his plays. There's some big, big like monologues. So much so that when I did a August Wilson play in uh, college, I didn't want to do the main character because he had so much of the play of the book yeah. to memorize. And that's like I was taking classes, and I was like, I don't have time yeah. <laughs> to memorize. I'm like, it's daunting to memorize all that stuff, but. It was also the guy who actually played him was a football player. It was, wasn't Fences. This was another play. And so he had problems with memorizing lines. Uh-huh. And so we had to like literally cut out large pieces of dialogue <laughs> because there's no way you could. Yeah. So that's part of uh, August Wilson. But yeah, Denzel... I mean, you want to you kind of hate, hate him in the movie, but it's just... It's that character. Yeah, he, he's... I think that's what it is. It's like you saw him in a light that you haven't seen, and he's always good, but it's the material that made him better. Yeah. It was, yeah, like for, like I said, the first 40 minutes is monologuing. And the, the whole time, I, I think afterwards, I thought, how do you do this on stage? How do you keep that energy? Because like, when you yeah. watch it, like, all right, that's one big scene. I Granted, that was probably five days of shooting, this right. and that. But even if you look at it as, oh, that's the next day. On stage, he just walks right back out. So you're even if they tell you it's the next day, you're... How did he go right into that? Just, it was amazing. I think that's what it was. It was just like, how? How yeah. do you do that um, and be good? Like, he just went off for 40 minutes in the film. And it's like, first of all, how do you go, like, as a director, even watch that as your first cut going, man, I'm in this film way too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's a... Um, Writer, director again. <laughs> or actor, director. Totally. That's what we've been talking about the whole time. Yeah, Troy, the the character is just you know he's 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 sort of relentless. He's one of those things where an actor probably just has to it just takes so much out of you and you have to put so much into it that that's that's got to be a draining yeah. role to 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 just be that like yeah. scary father figure uh, who's just 
you know, always on, you know. But, like, you have to like him. You yeah. can't hate him because then the whole play or whatever and or the movie falls apart. Because yeah. if you hate him, you can't just hate someone the whole time. You dislike him a lot. Yeah. But you still understand his motives. So you're just like, oh, I get it. It's just this time and this and his energy and he's just trying to make his life better and then it's just like god i hate him but i don't and just it it's it was amazing i just thought well once again it was all performance like for yeah. i mean it's it's the material that made those performances and you could tell the love that went into it totally the miners complaint i don't know if we even talked about the miners complaint was the fact that you can tell he loved the material so much and doing it that it's just felt like a play on the screen not that that's a bad yeah. thing but that was it it was like Oh, I'm watching, a, like, even if you didn't know, you're going to walk away going, kind of felt like that could be a play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and this is this has been since, I don't know, uh, maybe early 2000s. This is a play that I always wanted to do as a movie. I even talked to Danny Glover, actually, about, not to name drop names, but <laughs> I guess, uh, about this uh, around that time. I was like, yeah, they've been kicking that around hollywood and danny's like yeah they've been kicking that around hollywood forever. Yeah, yeah. i was like oh wow he's repeating something but um yeah the problem with august wilson though is that he didn't want he really didn't want anybody who was not african-american to direct a movie but he also had to write the script mm-hmm. and um if you were alive today and were I directing you know i would want to open it up you mm-hmm. know and i felt like yeah, the movie should have been opened up a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's an amazing set yeah. on stage, that house. It's it's great. Yeah. But, like, for a movie, you know, we sort of need to, like, venture out a little more. Well, because it starts off with them on the garbage truck, so you you don't think about it. Yeah. And it, it, then it's like you get to the house, you're like, okay. But then when you realize, all of a sudden you just felt like, not that you have to go somewhere to not make it feel like a movie, but then it just felt like play pieces, like play sets. Right. It's like, oh, we're only here because you have a monologue. And the monologue takes place outside. Not right. in a bad way, just sort of. But when it does open up, like the movie opens, I'm sure maybe when you saw the opening movie, you're like, oh, wow, he made it bigger. They're on a garbage truck. They're actually yeah, I was like, talking. yeah, because it doesn't start in a garbage truck. It starts at the house. Okay. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, this is great. You see the city and the Hill District and Pittsburgh and all that. And you're like, okay, good. And then, yeah. But I think maybe that was him to give the geography and the tone of the city. Yeah. Okay, now we're not in that. Yeah. And it... And there's that thing of loving the source material too much. And once again, it's hard. Like, I couldn't imagine. I don't know what you would cut or what you would add to that after seeing it. And I think because uh, I was at a Q&A with Denzel and he um, name dropping myself, but yeah. I didn't talk Do to it. him. He was yeah. there. Uh, he said they added one line and that was it. And that was when he went in for his promotion. Mm-hmm. I guess they were like, we'll see you now or whatever. It was just oh, that. Yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. He goes, that was the only thing we we really added because we wanted that scene there. So it tied into the next he, he goes it just movie wise he said it, he wanted it so that was it he goes we added one line of dialogue the whole i mean you don't need you need everything right so there's not like it's like oh i would have lost that line it's bullshit no everything is yeah, it's hard to let yeah you know and then what the best part though is um he did drop the bomb because uh, a producing partner was there too that they're doing all of August Wilson's because I actually texted John afterwards yeah, yeah. after I saw it and he's like oh was I not supposed to say that? it was really funny right. like he was just dropped and went oh then then you know the producer was like and we're in Hollywood <sighs> this is already out now I know are you excited about the other ones oh yeah yeah I mean my favorite one I won't say because I don't want Denzel to steal yeah. it but uh, it's, maybe I'll try to 
talk to him yeah. just so I could direct it. It was one I actually saw recently here at, uh, recently, it's a couple years ago at uh, the Taper. Um, it, it was my favorite, just only having even read it. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen or even been in August Wilson plays. This one I read and I was just blown away and when i saw it on stage i was like this is this is great and we'll make a great film now i think that that one too fences was the really the only one that i felt needed to be released theatrically mm-hmm. even though the other ones should be too but this one like had to be do you think this was the best first one to do for august wilson for, uh, yeah oh yeah wise. do you think this was like all right this is the best one i because i don't know his other place so it's like so is this the best one to like at least introduce? This like, this is this is the one that's the most famous one okay. and the one that if you read this play, it, it's it's a quick read, but it just leaps off the page okay. and it's a it's a great accessible play. Okay. The other ones get a get a little more historical and heady. Not that this one is, but uh, this one is. Yeah. This okay. one is uh, all right. So the other ones, do you I would think, start. I would start with fences. And yeah. do you think they'll maybe restructure other ones? I mean, like the, the problem. The problem is is about the estate of August Wilson, right? And and giving permission to do that. He wasn't a big proponent of that. But I mean, so. if Denzel dropped that, they might have the rights to the other ones. Do you think they might have already agreed to? I think at some point they would have to, right? But it depends on also what August Wilson wanted, right? Know, what what kind of instructions he left because yeah. I know he would have yeah you know I definitely if I were directing them I would definitely uh, open them up because I think there's a lot of um, other stuff to say uh, about the time that these are happening the only other problem is it's like kind of rewriting Shakespeare like ad-libbing Shakespeare or writing another right. scene from him the way August Wilson writes nobody really writes like that so it's kind of hard to to do that um and get the blessing yeah you know so i don't know yeah all right well eventually see john uh doing an august wilson hey but we're not gonna so. tell you which one denzel yeah hands off hey denzel if you're listening this is <laughs> hands this is... off look you got one you already got one come on you you're got denzel a lot too jesus you already have everything this is, is nine more so let me do one all right so that's screener so if everyone can just you know get in the business and get free movies that's the that's the goal. That's the go. life lesson. I, I we've we've hit peak life. Living um, the dream. All right. Thanks for listening to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John.